Hey, everybody. Welcome to Waffles with Brandon and Craig, formerly known as Grounded. Here we are in Central Ohio on a very, what do you call this? A very cold, uh, snowy, dark Monday, but we got waffles. We got waffles. It makes the winter wonderland even better. It does. And we have waffles because this was made possible from one man That's right. in um, Indiana who sent us his maple syrup, Jason Thurman. So, Jason, thank you. You made this possible this morning. Sorry you couldn't be here, but uh, we had waffles and we had bacon. I'm done with mine. Brandon is on his third waffle and his ninth piece of bacon. So I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know either. <laughs> I am on my third piece of my waffle. But, yes, thank you, Jason. The syrup is phenomenal. I love – like. My kids too. I think we talked about that. They're spoiled because right. we get, you know, the Vermont syrup, and we we like maple syrup, and we, you know, like Mrs. Butterworth and all that other Mrs. stuff. Mrs. Buttersworth light. Buttersworth light. Yeah. yeah, they they don't care for that. No, They're like, does. Um, can we have real syrup? Exactly. And uh, exactly. And so so thank you, Jason. My kids are gonna love what what <laughs> What's we did left. Meet. What's yeah. left? Um, but yeah, so like. I made Belgian waffles, so I brought all this stuff in. I the bacon I made. That's homemade bacon. And so Craig comes down, and I've got a, a waffle sitting there on a plate. And he goes, is that for one person? This thing was huge. This thing was huge. I mean, it is big as – as big as my face, right? Yeah, it is. It's pretty big. Yeah, it is. So. <laughs> yeah. That's a Belgian yeah, waffle. thing is humongous. It, it was it was glorious, too. I mean, this thing is like as, as big as your face. And what what would you say? Inch and a half thick? Two oh, inches yeah. thick? About an, about an inch, probably. I don't know, man. It that first waffle you made was humongous. sorry if I'm crunching bacon in everyone's ear. Yeah, well, yeah, well it, you know what? It, it, if if they were here, they would be eating waffles and bacon right now. So, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, as we're talking about this, somehow along the way, I have caught a slight cold, and mm -hmm. um, I think I caught it at Kroger uh, on Friday. I got in the crosshairs of two ladies coughing at the same time. I know that's exactly where I got it. So um, hopefully this is as worse as it's going to get. But um, I gotta love that. Yeah, right. So you know I have voice troubles anyway because um, have a tendency my voice kind of gives out on me. So this is what I need. This is perfect. Exactly. For, you know, and and on top of that, and now I'm trying to walk in the fruit of the spirit here. Okay, so um, joy was last week. <laughs> joy was last week, and peace uh, was yesterday. But yesterday, I'm coming to church. Not a snowflake to be seen. Yep. And I get about halfway to church, and all of a sudden, it's like somebody pulled the ripcord or shook up the someone, snow globe. Someone shook the snow globe. And boom, it was flat into it for, what would you say, like the next five hours, mm -hmm. six hours? It just continued to snow. Yeah. And um, I, I think we had five inches or so in our house, at least. Yeah, at well, least that's about that. what we had. We got out. Did you get out and do your snow angel? No, but I did shovel my drive. Mm. Sorry, Judy. Judy on Facebook was like, we want to see pictures of Craig making a snow angel. You know, um, maybe we should do that sometime. We me should. making a snow angel and, uh, but I'm afraid that would go viral. So, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know, but, uh, that's all I need is that thing to keep popping up on me. And there's a chance on Wednesday again. Maybe I can get me and Kennedy to do it together. She would love it because, uh, Kennedy and I have a, have sort of the same kind of food taste too. Yeah. Cause you, you'll tell me something and I'm like, blah. And he's like, that's the same that's face the, that Kennedy that's made. That's the same response that I get from Kennedy. And then she was in my office the other day and you were in there. You remember I asked her, mm -hmm. did you eat shrimp? And her, she did. She had my face. She was like, blah. Yeah, she stuck her tongue out. She goes, blah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a girl right there. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It, 
it's crazy trying to fix food for us. Like, what do you want? Hot dogs? No, you're not having hot dogs three days in a row. <laughs> exactly. So, but does she like waffles? Mm-hmm. And will yeah, she, she like, will she like maple syrup? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So when I walked down to the kitchen. Is there sugar in syrup? Yes. Then yes. When I walked down to the kitchen, I was a little hesitant about eating the syrup or having the syrup on my waffles because when I walked down, Brandon's standing at the stove flipping the bacon over and he had a straw in the waffle or in the syrup just kind of sucking on it. I'm like, bro, is that for everybody or just you? It was good. It was very good. <laughs> I, I'm just teasing on that one, but, right. um, but no, so again, Jason, thank you very much for the, um, I got those last Monday actually, uh, for the syrup and, um, got home in big box sitting on my front porch and two big things of, um, wait, what is that? That's, what is that? Like a pint of, what is mm-hmm. that? I think so. Things are huge and, uh, awesome, awesome syrup. So, um, I don't know how long this is going to last just, but give us a couple weeks, Jason. We'll, we'll put in another order. So. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all for sure. Well, okay. I'm calling Anita out. Okay. You know, because I heard rumors. That she wanted to not tell me about my bottle of syrup that he sent me. Well, that's that's true. I and mean, you were like, "Well, that would, would be great," but I already told Brandon. Exactly. <laughs> I should next time I'll just keep my mouth shut. Exactly. We'll have two bottles. Like, hey, you should try this syrup sometime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now you're going to get hooked on that. So that's what Jason does. He gives the first one free, and then he will charge you over, you know, double the next time, and you'll be glad to pay for it. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I'll put in an order. Yeah. Yeah, my kids will love that. He's like a syrup, a maple syrup drug dealer is what he is. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's really good. So thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, uh, Jason, and mm-hmm. thank you for getting that sent to us. And it was a great uh, way to start the uh, Monday podcast and the Monday morning on a gloomy Monday here in central Ohio. So what else is going on? I saw uh, pictures of um, you guys out frolicking in the snow yesterday. Yeah, we got out, and we uh, the kids rode behind the, the four-wheeler in a sled, and we built some massive snowmen. Those were big. We had a bunch of snow people. So it was fun. They they enjoyed it. Allie stayed inside. Yeah, that's where I would have been too. By the fire. I think she ran on the treadmill. Like that just I may have stayed on by the fire with You wouldn't have waffled. So we were talking about running last week and you were like, Bro, the last time I ran was like what is it, nineteen ninety eight? Uh, well, it wasn't quite that long ago, but I'm going to say it's probably about 2009 um, or something. Yeah, or something 2008 like that. Or Last game I played softball. And you were like, it was from first to third. <laughs> yeah, I ran from first to third, and I felt some tightening in the back of my leg. And when the game was over, I officially hung it up. I was, you know, sent my papers to the commissioner's office and said, I'm retiring. I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. Yeah, I'm done. So if you see Craig running, he's probably in uh, Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains getting chased by a bear. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I definitely that that run from first to third. Uh, I don't know if you've ever popped a hamstring before, but I have, I have not. And I've it is, been lick, close. It is like one of the it. most painful things mm-hmm. that I've ever been through in my life. And I popped a hammy back in um, – I think it was 98 or probably 2000. Um, I popped it and I was running from first to third. And as I rounded second, I was digging in and that thing popped. Yep. And it was like somebody shot me in the back mm-hmm. of the leg. I dropped. Oh, I've seen like baseball players, like major just players. Dropped. I just dropped. You, you cannot move. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we're, it's church softball and, um, the shortstop. Tagged me out, so you know there was grace there, and I guess so. There was. You hey. think he let me just crawl or pull myself to the third? But well, he surely didn't. he helped you up after that. 
Actually, he didn't. No, no. <laughs> I was the last stop, out. I was the last out. Brutal. <laughs> short stops are brutal. That was awesome. I was the last out, and my teammates kind of helped carry me off the uh, field a little bit. So that nice. was painful. Painful. Now, that took me probably six weeks to get over yeah, that. That's, that. That's rough. That's a rough injury. So then I made a point from there on out after when I played to um, make sure I stretched out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. Yeah, so for all you youngins listening... I was probably 35 or 36 when that thing went out. Yeah, and see, that's I, I, I haven't played softball in seven, eight years or so. Yeah. My elbow's done. And I think I can still throw a baseball fine, but I think it, because my hands are so small and the softball's so big, it just has done damage to my elbow throwing a softball. So I'm sure. Like the last time I played, my elbow felt like it was going to fall off, and I'm like, no more. I'm done. I can take care of that for you. Cut my cut my arm off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I felt like it was gonna have to be. Yeah, done. yeah. It's like it's like um, when when my hamstring went out. Um, it was. Uh, it's like somebody either shot you or they just took a knife and slit the back of your mm-hmm. leg. It is just brutal. It's brutal. Um, I can't even describe the pain. Um, and so I, I want to interrupt you real quick too. Yeah. I don't want um, Sue and Allison to get confused. We're not talking baseball here. We're this is church league softball. We're talking injuries. So. <laughs> That don't count this against us. I do have something else. I, I, we're kind of jumping around. I don't know if it's the sugar in the syrup. I, I think it might be. Or it what? Be, yeah, but yeah. The three pounds of bacon. Yesterday, I, during second service, I went down um, to the Connections Cafe, and I had to refill my coffee. And so I'm standing there, and <clears throat> I'm talking to, to Wyatt and Sue, and I think Glenn and Lisa were in there too. And Sue looked at me, and she said, who cut your hair this time? I'm like, I looked at her like, who do you think? I didn't say that, but it was like, Craig. She goes, really? Craig cut it this time again? I said, yeah. She goes, he did a great job. She said, that's the best job that he's ever done on your hair. <laughs> so there you go. I guess. I I mean. This I, preaching thing never, you know, doesn't work out. I actually told Anita yesterday on the way home, I'm like, I would not mind to get my license to cut hair. Right. Uh, just men's hair and um, have, you know. I have, you know, something to do. I don't, I'm always looking for something else to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> you exactly. know, I, I own my own barber shop. You come in and, uh, you know, shoot the breeze and, you know. I could help. I mean, I, I can do a mean mohawk. I've gotten better on the fade with Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, we could call it Craig and Brandon's Scissors with Craig and Brandon. <laughs> I don't know. We can podcast on our days off or something. Super cuts with Craig and Brandon. <laughs> I think that's probably copywritten. Yeah, I'm sure. Cut twice with Craig. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm, I'm shocked that uh, we haven't changed our graphic on um, uh, for grounded yet. You know, we should probably do something with waffles. We you should. Know? We have, for, since it's waffles. So, but and both know. of our hairstyle has changed too. Since the, that, maybe I don't know. I think we maybe I think not. We, we may right, have. I think we have the right ones. Yeah, I think we have the right one. I'm, for everybody who's like done hearing me chew my food, I'm almost done. By the way, yeah, I'm. And if you're if if you're hearing it, multiply that by ten. Just watching it, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that last piece of bacon was just sitting in syrup. <laughs> I bet that was divine. That was awesome. Yeah, that's divine. Good syrup. Good waffles. Good bacon. We should make this a, an every Monday of current. Mm. So. So about every so Jason would have to send uh syrup about every other week for us. Exactly. So he'd be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, I think if we made this an every Monday deal, it would no longer be grounded with Brandon and Craig because I've sent a Snapchat out. Yeah. 
And I'm getting bombarded by comments. Everybody wants to join us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. That's, yeah. So right. I hear this week, uh, Wednesday, we're supposed to uh, get more of that white stuff that you love. Terrible. Yeah. Nasty. Well, and right weather. now they're not sure. We're we're looking at another what one to three inches or three to five. I heard three to five, but you know when they usually start calling for that that early. Yeah. Well, I saw we don't this morning. It, so. I saw this morning too that they're right now they're just trying to figure out where that line's going to be because there's going to be some rain on the front half of it. Okay. And so well, that'll be good. It will be, but they're saying that if that line shifts farther south, we may get more than the three to five. What does that mean? Just imagine the beach, Olaf. I sent a Snapchat up against the burning sand. I sent a Snapchat out with uh, from the front of my truck, looking out over the white land with me in a beach chair on the uh, yes. in the sand of my bitmo, and I was like, "It's a state of mind." It's so. a state of mind. <laughs> Billy Joel was in a New York state of mind. Oh, you were in a word. beach state of mind. And I'm not even a beach fan, but right now I'd take the beach. Right now, I mean, I'd I'd, head, I'd hoof it down to Miami or someplace like that. So. There you go. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I was, I, man, it's... I mean, ask and you shall receive. You know, we got syrup. Maybe somebody gets you some plane tickets to Miami. Well, my problem is I think they would they would send me beach sand in a box, and that's what I would get. So <laughs> he about spit out his almond milk. Oh, man, that was that was rough. <laughs> I know I ate waffles, and here I am eating, drinking healthy, you know, almond milk. Waffles aren't too unhealthy, are they? I don't know. My trainer, after I got done running, said to eat carbs, so... That's usually pretty good. obey that. Now, they say if you're not feeling good, eat carbs, too. It helps you. Uh, there you go. It helps you kind of. So you'll get over your cold in no time. Maybe. Maybe I should. Syrup uh, and waffles. <laughs> it is a good recipe. Let me tell you that. That's that's really good, except I uh, couldn't eat it all the time. But mm. felt like I was a felt like I was in Tennessee on vacation because right. this is how I eat in Tennessee, you know. Right. Get the big, thick waffle and the slice of ham and the bacon and, you know, eat the biscuits and gravy on top of that. So it's like, oh, yeah. man, I just sucked down 9,000 carbs in the last hour. So <laughs> right. I don't do that in five weeks. Exactly. Well, it's just a setting. I'm like, you waddle out and you roll through the mountains. You're just like, oh, I'm miserable. I feel like a big old bear at that yeah, point. So For sure. But So, yeah, back to uh, the forecast for Wednesday. If everyone listening could just say a prayer for me, because if we get it, if we mm-hmm. get the snow – then I have to deal with Craig. So, the fruit of the spirit is love, love joy, joy, peace, patience. Patience with winter. See, that's the thing. This week is patience coming up, and that's difficult, man. When you get two big snow dumps, you know it's uh, yeah. You know, it's just inconvenient. You know, it's like I'm not complaining, and it is what it is. But it's inconvenient because you know, you got to warm up your car if you park your car outside. You got to shovel it. You, you know, you got to walk in it. I was pulling up my trash can today. And um, the um, Rumpke uh, had my trash can on the other side of my driveway, tipped over into the highest part of the snow. So I had to pull that stuff out. You know, it's just so inconvenient. But, hey, I'm not complaining yet. Yeah, it didn't sound like it. I've been pretty good, though. You have. I will give you props. You have been really good lately. I think it's because we're going through the fruit of the Spirit, and you have to be a good boy. (laughs) Maybe there was a reason we're going through that in uh, January and February. Exactly. Right, right? And into into the first of March. But uh anyway. Yeah. So but we did have uh we, we had a pretty good day yesterday, I thought. Um despite the low attendance, despite All the five or six yeah. inches of snow and uh the snow probably came at the worst time to get you into uh church. 
Yes. Started about what eight o'clock, a little after eight, eight yep. fifteen, and I mean, it, by nine o'clock, um, you know, I looked out before I walked into the first service, and you know, I had not been out in the parking lot my truck for twenty minutes, and it was already covered with right. It looked like I'd been sitting out there all night long. So, yep. um, yeah, it was it's pretty. It was, it was a pretty good snow dump, but mm-hmm. it was a heavy, heavy snow. It was a good packing snow, like snowballs. Um, I saw like a, a a half of an igloo that had been built on my drive today. Really? And, yeah. And so like, our, I mean, we had snowmen. The snowman that Jordan and I built was taller than me. And it was just good packing snow. Yeah, it's... Uh... So it was like four foot tall. <laughs> right? <laughs> But anyway, you're right. It was it was um it was the perfect snow if you have kids to play out in the snow sled, uh, build snowmen. Um, good snow. It wasn't like snow, it wasn't you frigid it. frigid out. So no, it was perfect. Like when we were heading home from church, it was like thirty three, thirty four. Yeah. The atmosphere just must have been colder. I did get out and shovel. My favorite thing to do in the Your winter. Favorite thing to do. You know, if you shovel enough, that's a pretty good workout. It is. It works pretty much your whole body, mm-hmm. legs, arms. Of course, building snowmen probably does the same it thing. It does. Yeah, we about didn't get the midsection on our snowman. He was so big. <laughs> I, did. I saw that. Yeah, it was like Jordan and I, it was everything we could do. I bet that rolled fast, too. It rolled quick. Oh, yeah. that thing would pick that right up. Well, she started the first one. She started the base, and I looked over, and that thing was huge already. I mean, the base was, what, about two and a half foot tall. Wow. Yeah. It looked big. Yeah. So, yeah, so there we go, and... Hopefully we'll get rain Wednesday. That would be really nice. Wash away the um, wash away the sins of Sunday and whatever you need to to pray for, you pray for it. The sins of Sunday <laughs> sounds like a stinking country awful, song. Either that or an awful show on Netflix or something. Yeah, you know, it does sound like an old country song, like like uh, uh, Ernest Tubb would sing. <laughs> right? Hey, The Sins of Sunday. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, bro. <laughs> exactly. People are like, uh, these guys, no more waffles no more on waffles. Monday. None. No more waffles on Monday. So, but anyway. Well, you, you, I don't think you have much sugar intake either in your diet, do you? No, not yeah. at all. Neither do I. Not at all. So... Not at all. It's, you know, Our wives will probably kick us out of the house this afternoon. We'll be so jacked up. It's a good thing I'm a little, just a hair not up to par, you know. Right. So it kind of calms me down a little bit, but it probably uh, is going to help me out too. But uh, but no, I was um, I was amazed yesterday. Uh, you you made the comment um, yesterday or this morning how you know you thought the uh, you know even though the tennis was pretty low, you thought it was good for considering the yeah, weather just that the we timing had, so. of the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday also too, we, uh, brought the attention to everybody mm-hmm. that it was Sanctity of Life Sunday yesterday. And it's crazy because I, I didn't realize it until, uh, this week, but uh, 39 years ago yesterday, oh, Ronald wow. Reagan signed that Sanctity of Life, um, you know, Sunday designated that day in January to, um, to celebrate life. And, um, that's, uh, that, that was a really, that's been a really good thing. And, right. um, it's crazy to think that we um crazy to think that we that people murder and they don't see it as right. murder. They don't. Yeah. Uh, but if you were to take eagle eggs or if you were to take um oh your my, dog yes. or your cat or something like that um I'm just going to say that the liberals would be flaming mad and they'd be ready to fillet you and shish kebab you up against something right. so Well, and and it just goes along with and we'll get into it here in a little bit, but just your passage of scripture that you you used yesterday and just how cunning Satan is. Yep. 
Yep. And and how he makes people think that oh that's you know that's not what God said. Yep. Well, surely God didn't mean that. Exactly. Uh, or the big thing that I've heard <laughs> recently is people say, well, you know, when they wrote the Bible, they didn't know what our society would exactly. be like, or they didn't know exactly. what we would be going through right now. It's like, excuse me? Exactly. Like, think about what you just said. Obviously, you are not a Christian, or you don't believe that the Bible was inspired by God. Yeah, and, and that's, like, that's the thing. Just, a lot of Christians are... It infuriates me, man. I, speaking of waffles, they waffle back and forth exactly. between the culture and waffle back and forth between God and, and his word. And, um, you know, um, I didn't mention the date yesterday, but the Supreme Court overturned the row um, on June 24th, 2022. And it was amazing to listen to the comments of people um, on stations, uh, on television and news, and, and it was... I was, I guess I, I guess the word is gobsmacked. I was gobsmacked by the comments that, mm-hmm. and I'm not on social media, but what I was told yep. by what other Christians by what put, Christians, yes. and other Christians put in this church, in this church, in this church, and people that I knew, I, I was gobsmacked because I thought there is no way, no way that you are a Bible believing follower of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I agree. And you actually post those things. Yep. You know what? Shame on you. Shame on you. You need to get right with God, and you need Jesus Christ as your personal Lord exactly. and Savior. And the reason that we're in such the predicament that we are as Christians like that, excuse me for saying, waffling back and forth yep. between what they want and what their feelings and what their political agenda is, you need to get out of the political arena, yep. and you need to get into the Word of God. That will that will sever the political arena, both Democrat and Republican, right. because you know what? They're both godless. Yep. And I don't care what you say about the Republicans, they're as godless as the Democrats. Yep. Every one of them. Yep. So. Well, and then, you know, not just, you know, people that we know as well, but just high-profile Christians, oh, geez. ministers, uh, you know, worship leaders, bands, Christian bands. Well, worship leaders. I mean, what are you, what, what are you going to do? Right? Yeah, you know, uh, you, <laughs> those guys. Um, but it's like people who have influence, you know, Satan is now using them. Yeah. To influence, yeah. you know, people who follow them. And it's like, you've got to open your eyes. Be careful who you follow. Be careful who you listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because just because they claim Christ doesn't mean they're, they're walking in that. Life. Well, I mean, for course sake, the Kardashians claim to be uh, Jesus Christ followers and Christians. Yeah, the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. If there's ever, if there's ever a family that's not a follower of Jesus Christ, and you can know them by the fruit, right, of what God's word says, then I don't think so. Right. And by your fruit, you tell me if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. You're right. not a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, period. Into discussion. I don't know what you're following, but it's not the Jesus Christ of the Bible. And, um, so I, I just, my, it's been my prayer since, like I said yesterday, you know, since March of 2020 that, you know, Christians would, um, you know, get their heads in the right area and get their hearts, um, on God and just let God tell them what to do. Don't, don't listen to anything of the world. It's very, it's very devastating when you listen to the world or can I just say you listen to another family member? Sometimes your family members are deceiving too because they, if they're not following, God and they're not following the word of God 100%, then they're, they're, they're going to mislead you. And, uh, they've got to be, they've got to fall backwards into the God's word and just trust him. Right. Right. For yeah. sure. Remind me at the end of, I'm checking my email cause I've got to go in and pull up the outline from yesterday, but remind me toward the end, I've got some exciting news to share with everybody. Do you? I do. How exciting? It's exciting. 
You'll have to wait till the end to find out. If it's about snow, I'm going to toss you in all the window. It's not about okay. snow. Okay, gotcha. It's not about snow. <laughs> so yesterday we were um, we landed in week three, mm-hmm. and we were talking about peace. And um, I just you know I, I think sometimes we um, the world is looking for peace, but they're not finding it because uh, the people that they're listening to. Are not peaceful people, right? I mean, you can listen to the culture, you can listen to Hollywood, you can listen to your favorite celebrity, your high-profile Christian, you listen to yep. the government, whoever you're listening to. But if they're again, if they're not following God, right, you're not going right. to find peace. You're not going to find joy. You're not going to find what, what what you need to do. Well, peace is very similar to what we talked about last week with joy. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about how you can have joy, but that doesn't mean that you might be happy. You know, happiness and joy are two different things. You can have peace, but that doesn't mean that everything in your life is going swimmingly. I mean, it's not going to be perfect. Right. And, and so you, that's, you know, you have to differentiate that, you know, emotion and, you know, what's going on in the world around you with this. This is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's well said because that's exactly what it is. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's not a fruit of, Brandon trying to get it by himself or right. Craig's trying to work on his patience. Mm-hmm. No, it comes solely from following yep. God. And as you know, Clint started the year off yeah, with exactly. being connected to the vine and we've used that. And I think we're going to use some of that over the next couple yep. of weeks because it's so important because I, I, I hate to say this, that scripture is like John 15 and the Philippians passage that I read yesterday Philippians at the end. Four, yeah. Those are so good mm-hmm. and so read and we hear those and we see those. They're on plaques and they're on scripture plaques and bumper stickers. And we hear and see that so much we forget that this right. is real life stuff that you have to be connected to the vine. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I've been doing this for a long time and I've not always done it well, but I've been, um, since March of 1984 and I have seen thousands of Christians claim to know God, but by their fruit, they don't know him. Right. And I'm talking this church too. Because um, people get worked up over the stupidest, craziest things I've ever seen in my life. And um, because if you're not getting worked up over abortion, if you're not getting worked up over people not going to heaven, and you're getting worked up because we're changing the colors of the walls or we're going to replace the carpet, you and I ain't on the same team. Right. We're just not on the same team. Because there's there's a method to all the madness here. You're 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 stuck in things that that don't need to be stuck into, and uh, we forgot what our mission is all about. Yep. And um, I love I love the fact that even for myself and for you and for all of us that we've got to be connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. And you you could you could probably for yourself know when you haven't been really connected to the vine. Right. And you you can only force the fruit so much. Mm-hmm. It's only forced for a few minutes or a day or a week or, but you can't get much more than that. No, not at all. You can't do it for the long haul. The only way that you can have the fruit is being connected to God mm-hmm. because it comes directly from Him. This is such a fine line. Right. This is such a fine line. And, um, so Galatians 5, 22, I'm just going to read the, um, through 25. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And I love this because we underlined this yesterday in verse 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh in its passions and its desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This mm. verse 25 love that. is so overlooked. Yep. Since we live by the Spirit, meaning 
He tells me what to do. He guides. So yeah. if I'm cut off in traffic and my spirit wants to give you the signal that everybody else gives you when you cut somebody off in traffic and yell right. and scream at you, but I'm living by the spirit, what am I going to do? Right. Well, I may just say, you know, God, I'm going to pray for that person today and, and move on with my life. Right. Very hard to do. It's very tough very to do. Very hard to do. Uh, because anything else won't cut it. And, and I think the thing that we, we need to remember, and I, and I know that people even hearing this are going to think the fruit of the spirit is the fruits of the spirit. It's nine different fruits sitting in a bowl, right? It's like bananas and oranges and apples and plums and whatever mm-hmm. you want to put in there, but it's one. It's one apple or one pear or one banana. Mm-hmm. And every bite you take, you're ingesting that fruit, right? You can mark it off like that. It's one fruit. If you don't, if you can't get it all down, you're not, you're not eating all. So let me ask you a question. If um, Kennedy gets a banana mm-hmm. and she peels it down, she's like, I'm going to eat a banana. You're like, okay, but don't you, that's the only thing you're going to eat because we're going to be eating in a couple hours. She's like, okay. She peels the banana and she takes a bite of it at the very top and sets it down on the table and runs off. And you're like, half hour later, Kennedy, why didn't you eat your banana? I did eat my banana. I ate the whole thing. No, you took a bite of it. No, I ate the banana. That's what Christians feel like. Right. Because I took a bite of the fruit, I have the entire fruit. Exactly. She didn't t- she took a bite right. of the of the banana, but she didn't eat the right. banana. And I believe that's what we need to do. We need to eat the entire fruit mm-hmm. and just that. But that only comes from the uh, from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And, and I, I and I think we mess I, I think I blow it on, on the first one. Love. Love. Yeah. I mean that's the first bite, right? So I can't get past that almost right. sometimes. Yeah, and I love that idea. I love that word that you've used over the past few weeks of ingest. You know, we have to ingest it. It's it's not something we have to be intentional about. It. When you ingest right. something, you are intentionally, you know, making that decision. Right. And that's the same thing it is with the, the fruit of the spirit. We have to be intentional right. to ingest all of it, not just the ones that make us feel good, not just the the aspects of the fruit of the spirit that we're better at, all right. of it, which means that some of those fruit are going to take some work in our lives. Oh, yeah. It's going to take some intentionality to say, you know what, you know, patience, especially when I'm driving in traffic, is not one of my strongest things. So maybe before I pull out of the driveway, I, I pray and just ask God, hey, God, today, help me be more patient. Yeah. No matter what happens, help me be more patient, whether I'm in the car or I'm not. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe for you, it's something else. And so it's being intentional about realizing and acknowledging, okay, that is not one of my stronger suits when right. it comes to the fruit of the Spirit. I have to work harder at that. It's, right. <laughs> I won't say baseball. It's like an athlete. You know, if there's a part of their game that is, um, you know, I look at these football players. And you've got, you know, these running backs that have played running back pretty much their entire career, especially from like high school in through college right, into the right. NFL. And there's a lot of running backs in the NFL where they now are, are you know, are, they're multifaceted. Right. They'll put them out in a wide receiver slot and they're throwing the ball to them sometimes just as much as they are handing the ball off to them right. because they can get a better look. And so, over the years, they've had to do what? They've had to work on their hands. They've had to work on right. catching the ball right. properly. Um, and so, you know, it, it, that's something. Doing <laughs> the running back thing, finding the holes, right. you know, staying behind the blockers, all of that, 
comes a little more naturally because that's what they've done for so long. But the aspect of catching the ball and being more of a wide receiver, they probably had to put a little bit more effort and intentionality mm-hmm. into honing in that skill. Well, just because you're a good athlete or a good baseball, football player, or basketball player, doesn't mean you you have to stop working. Exactly. And um and sometimes as you progress in your career, uh, sometimes your role changes, and so right. you have to work harder exactly. at times because uh you know for you baseball fans, I'll give you one here real quick because you know Pete Rose came up in 1963 mm-hmm. and in 1975, Sparky Anderson moved him from the outfield to third base. Mm-hmm. And um so when they were getting ready to make that change, Sparky came to him. The day of an, uh, uh, they played a night game. That the next day was an off day, and he said, "Hey, I'm I want to start you at third base. What do you think? I think I'm going to need to put George Foster in left field to get his bat in the lineup, and the best way we can do it is to move you to third base." And he said, "Well, I've I've only played like a handful of games at third, but I'll have to work on it tomorrow." So no lie. At nine o'clock in the morning at Riverfront Stadium, Russ Nixon and Pete Rose went into the third base position and Russ Nixon started hitting him ground balls from nine o'clock to six o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yep. He did nothing but ground balls and throw to first base with different people and throwing to second base, trying to catch pop ups, getting the lay of the land. And at one point, Russ Nixon got, are you ready for this? Six feet in front of Pete Rose. And hit the ball as hard as he could on the ground at him. And Pete said, just do it. When Pete was done, they said his his chest and his legs and his arms had bruises all over them. So he could know what it was going to feel like during a mm-hmm. game. So when he uh, he was starting the next day on a Friday night, um, I think it was against the Padres. And he went to one of the, I think it was Daryl Thomas was leading off for the Padres. Phenomenal bunter. Mm-hmm. And Pete Rose got about six feet from the home plate. And Daryl Thomas was going to bump, but did not. Did not. Daryl Thomas took a full swing, hit it right into Pete Rose's chest. The ball dropped. He threw him out. And Pete said, "I would have never been able to do that if I hadn't practiced the day before." Right. And I think that sometimes as a Christian, we think, "Well, I've been a Christian for thirty years. I've been a Christian for five years, or even a year. I don't have to work at this anymore." No, you, right. you do have to work on yes. it. You've, you've got to be. Even though you think you're good at it, mm-hmm. you got to keep working at it because just because you're a all star. Christian or an all-star baseball player, football player, whatever you want to call it, you got to continue to do what yep. you have to do to continue to do what to play the game. Right. And you're not done playing the game until your your body is six feet under and your soul is with the Lord. So exactly. Your game does not yep. stop. So you always have to be getting yourself checked under the Holy Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to do that. So uh, it started off with, kind of took the long way around, but with peace with God. Right. And uh, we talked about um, Adam and Eve yesterday. And, and and I thought this was a good story, but we heard this story so much that we kind of quit talking about it because we heard it so much. Right. And everybody talks about Adam and Eve. You know, you hear all this stuff. But um, I, I my point was is that Adam and Eve were at total peace with everything in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. They were total peace with themselves, with God. They were total peace with their situation. You know, everything was absolutely perfect. God gave them everything that they needed. Um, they had the nutrition of the tree of life, and and I, I still want to see what that tree looks like. But, right. Um, but then God gave something to Adam, and um, and here's what it was in Genesis two verses twenty through twenty three. There was no helper at the right time for him, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs, closed up the opening, and the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, he said, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, so she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Yep. 
So I kind of like the Mark Batterson quote. Yep. I thought that was good. He said he's, uh, I won't read it, the, the whole thing. He said, you know, he created uh, Eve out of Adam to show the closeness of the relationship of what that was supposed to be because he said, but can you imagine? He said, Adam's seen nothing but like cows and chickens and pigs and monkeys and llamas and camels or zebras or, or whatever. But now all of a sudden this woman stands in front of him in all of his glory. What if his jaw hit the ground? Right, exactly. I don't know. Yep. See, and that's what I heard. I, I, I heard that he named her woman because <laughs> – you know, when God presented her to him, he was like, whoa, man. Crazy, boom. Crazy dad joke. That was, that was the bad. waffles talking in the that syrup. That was bad. That was rough. Uh, all right. Thank you for joining us with waffles. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but can you imagine, though, think about it. Being at total peace mm-hmm. with everything. With everything. Because I'll guarantee you. I feel pretty peaceful right now, honestly, but I'm not because mm-hmm. I got kind of this slight cold. Mm-hmm. It's driving me crazy. You know, I know what I have to do later on. I'm thinking, oh, I got to drive in this traffic. Am I going to be able to find? So can you imagine being at total peace um, with everything? You're total peace with each other. You're total peace mm-hmm. with God, total peace with your spouse. Genesis 2.25, the man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Yep. How about that? Yep. And I kind of talked, we're so body conscious now. I mean, mm-hmm. can, are, can you actually say that you're 100% peace with the way you are? You're 100% peace with your hair, your gray hairs, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, your height, your weight, um, whatever. I bet we, I bet most people would say there's something we want to oh, change. Yeah, so absolutely. You're not, you're not total peace. I mean, right. I've always told, I mean, you can ask Anita. I, I always tell her, man, I wish I was six, four or six, five. Right. She's like, aren't you tall enough? I'm like, no, if I was six, four or six, five, that would be awesome. You know, but that's only like a foot taller than I am. Exactly. Or, you know, five, five or five, four. I don't know. There you go. It's not a bad height. Well, I mean, sorry, Sue, but Joe Morgan was five, five or five, six. That's right. And look at that guy. Yep. So there you go. Yep. But Adam and Eve were at perfect union with each they other. They were. They were at perfect peace with each other. Think about, think about your marriage. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's married. Perfect communication. No dirty looks. You're not being selfish with each other. Mm. You don't get irritated with, with each other. I mean, how nice would that be today? Yeah, for sure. You, you're like, you don't walk into the house and be like, man, what's up with her? She doesn't walk out of the room like, man, what is up with him today? Perfect, mm-hmm. 100% peace. Genesis 2.24, this explains why a man leaves his mom, father and mother, and is joined to his wife, and the two united into one. There's mm-hmm. a reason why God has joined that together yep. like that. Exactly. There was, a, there was another row for that relationship, right. and it wasn't probably what we see today. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> Genesis 1.28, you read this yesterday. It says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. And, you know, at that point they had, you know, they were over everything. They were over everything. the animals. Um, and, and they had that peace. You talked about that. And just like, you know, as you were talking yesterday, I thought, man, what does that look like? What does up, up to this point, uh-huh. you know, just to have that peace, the peace with God, not, to, you know, the peace with, with each other. You know, you talked about that as, as a married couple. Um, and, and so you ask the question, do you have peace in your life? Do you? At I times. Mean, I, it's a, it's a tough yeah. question. Yeah. Because guaranteed, if we're honest, there's something in our, on all of our lives yeah. 
that keeps us from being total one. You might be 90%, mm-hmm. 95, mm-hmm. but 100% peace. And that's something I think that in the guard, like you said, I don't even know what that looks like. Right. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. And so that's a great, a great question. You know, do you have peace in exactly. your life? And you um, read this quote from C.S. Lewis says, God cannot give us peace apart from himself. I'm going to read that again. God cannot give us peace apart from himself because it's not there. There is no such thing. How plain and simple is that? Mm-hmm. You can't have peace apart from God. True peace. Yep. That's amazing. Right. And if there's somebody that would know that, that would be C.S. Lewis because, you know, his 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 morphing as a as a Christian in his journey right. is is amazing. And it, uh, probably just like everybody else's that are listening to this today, right, right. how how we journey with God. Exactly. And we find we find that peace. It's two weeks in a row, right? It's two weeks in a row that you've used C.S. Lewis I quotes. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's, very, it's very calming. Very calming. For sure. Yeah. Um, but then sin came into the world. Exactly. And we know that um, Satan comes to Eve, mm-hmm. and he tempts her, Yep. just like he tempts us. And in Genesis 3, 1, it says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say that you must not eat of the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? So, ah, see, I, I hate him. I hate Satan. And That's I can what he does. Say, I hate him. That's what he does. Does the same thing. Yep. To me, to you, mm-hmm. to everybody who's listening. He gets you to doubt, gets you to question God, yeah. gets you to second guess of what, you know, what God, um, is going. hey, did God really say you can't eat of these trees? Right. Did God really mean that? Yeah. You know, did God really mean homosexuality is not wrong? Did God really mean that sex outside of marriage is, is, is really a sin? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, God, I want you to be yeah, happy. Yeah. And, and, he, and he pushes you down that road and eventually he pretty much whispers in your ear, Oh, no, you deserve that. Exactly. You deserve that. You convince yourself of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, I've talked to couples, both male and female, where it's just like they convince themselves that God wants them to be happy and that God said it was okay that they had an affair with somebody. Right. You know what? No, that's not what God said. You were listening mm-hmm. to the God of this world, which is Satan. Yep. God does not want that for you because you're not going to have peace. You're not going to have joy. You're not going to have the abundant life because you're going to have everything that is – you're going to have guilt, shame, remorse, regret that comes to follow that. I guarantee exactly. that. Exactly. Guarantee that. Yeah, I love this verse. Um, and this is one that kind of gets um, overlooked a little bit sometimes. And you read it. It was just kind of like, you know, we've talked about you know hearing a Bible verse or reading a Bible verse. Right. And it just, man, it just sticks out to you in a different way. That was me yesterday when you read this verse from 2 Corinthians 11.3. I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. Exactly. I mean, he's still working to this day. And, and, and 100%. that just, the way that that's worded, you know, I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was. Yep. Um, just as, as she was, mm-hmm. um, deceived. He and still I, tries to deceive us. And I think Satan has done a great job mm. at deceiving the Christian community. And I think, uh, if, if I was, I was convinced of it before, but, and I said this yesterday, but man, March of 2020 was when it actually saw it come up, come undone. Right. Because so many Christians believed everything that they were told right. that came from the government, that came from, um, you know, came from the news media, and they just fell backwards, head over heels. And when God's word tells me not to be afraid, do not fear. You don't have to be afraid. 
every there was tons of Christians who were running in fear. I mean, they, you couldn't even get them outside. They, they wouldn't even talk to you through without through a plate glass window. And right. um, you know, again, that's just like Satan slithering. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying there wasn't something. Right. But right. where is it now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it's just we have to be so careful who we're listening to. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they people will say, well, the virus wasn't mentioned in the Bible. No, but there was other things in the Bible that God tells me that I shouldn't be afraid. Do I legitimately trust God for who he says he is? Right. Because he's not just talking from 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 years ago. Right. This is God, a living God that's living today for my life. So do I trust him or not? Mm-hmm. Do I trust God that he has my days numbered? That if I was supposed to die in 2020 or 21 or 22, or if I'm going to die this week, do I trust God that my days were numbered before I was born? God already knows that. God already knows what's Mm -hmm. going to happen. I've had that conversation multiple times, especially since my ordeal um, of with people. It's like, you know what? If it was my time, it was my time. You mean your extended vacation? My extended vacation in in Dublin Methodist, yes. Okay, Dublin Methodist. Holiday (laughs) Inn in Palm Beach. Holiday Inn in Palm Beach, yeah. Dude, if I was going to take an extended <laughs> vacation somewhere, I would have went to, like, Alaska. I wouldn't have went south. Unlike you, I would Dude, have went somewhere. The last place I want to go is Alaska. But anyway, go on with your story. We should go on a cruise together to Alaska. <laughs> okay, I would I do can that. hold you accountable to the fruit of the Spirit. No, I would definitely do the cruise. If I could yeah. stay in the cruise ship and watch the whales. Right. See, I'm all about that. There you go. But anyway. Yeah, but anyways. But, but no, you had that conversation. But no, yeah, just of, of the fact that, you know what? God knows when my last day is going to be. Exactly. Um, it's not my job. It's not my responsibility to worry about when that's going to be. It's my job to go back to what, you know, Clint talked about, what you've talked about the last couple of weeks, staying connected to the vine. Exactly. You know, and in those moments where we are tested, it's like, okay, I've just got to lean in closer to God. Right. And, and that's what it really takes. Right. Exactly. You know, when the, when the tough times come, you don't run away. No. You have to run closer to God. I love, um, you know, Matt Marr and, um, Cody Carnes wrote a song called Run to the Father. We did, we did that, um, during a countdown there. We'll probably do that one as a, as a worship song eventually as we get that one introduced. But, you know, just that idea of running toward God, you know, that He's right. there. We just have to make that effort. Um, and it's no different with this. We're going to talk about that in a few weeks when we talk about faithfulness. Um, because you always, you're either running towards something or you're running away from something. Right. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. You're either running toward God and running away from Satan and the world, or you're running to the narrative of the world and you're running away from God. Exactly. You can't run toward the world and toward God. Right. There's that, that's just a, that's impossible. It's never going to happen. So, you know, that's a good, that's a good way to put that. So, Eve. Moving on. Genesis 3, 2 and 3. Of course we can eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, the woman said. It's only from the fruit and the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat, God said. You must not eat it or even touch it, because if you do, you're going to die. And you said, (laughs) you're looking at me like, I know where you're going. (laughs) And you said, Eve then became the first church legalist. Right. (laughs) Because she does what we've seen so many times in church is where they take God's word and they extend it. It's pharisaical. Terrible. And that's what it is. Because, yes, God said she couldn't eat it. But God never said, if you go back and read, God never said they couldn't touch it. Exactly. So she's putting words in God's mouth. 
and 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 beginning to build that lie herself there. I, and I didn't bring this up yesterday, but you think maybe since Satan has already gotten her going down this road, and she's already her mind's starting to get twisted, and now she's not thinking clearly, and she's starting right. to think, well, maybe he's right, and mm-hmm. you know, and when she says you can't eat it or you can't touch it, it's almost like that. You know, this is almost impossible. What he's asking me to do right. here, I mean, right. this is crazy. What mm-hmm. you know, what he, what he's doing. So then Satan denies the word of God. Yep. In Genesis 3, 4, you won't die. You won't die. Yep. Um, God says in his word things that you and, you and I cannot do. Or he, he plainly says, if you do these things, you will not and you will not hear the kingdom of God. Right. But Christians, the world, and a lot of Christians are like, oh, no, I can do what I want. You're denying the word of God. God loves me for me. Exactly. And that's what Satan got her um, – got her to do exactly and then he tells her another lie you know genesis 3 5 you know god knows that all that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like god knowing both good and evil so he's twists god's word yep. he turns it around and you know basically it's like hey if you're a big girl do what you want exactly Make, hey not one guy can tell you what to do come on right you can do this right and um so she takes a bite and then hands it over to adam Yep. And he takes the bite too. And that brings us to the number two is sin destroys peace. And, and I would have to think that all of us would agree that um, the sins that you've committed in your life have brought you nothing but unpeace. Uh, right. You, there's uh, no uneasiness and unrest. Not at yeah. all. So suddenly Adam and Eve have no peace yep. in their lives. Genesis 3 7. That moment their eyes were open and suddenly they felt shame at their nakedness. And so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Mm-hmm. So now they know. Yep. Wonder what that felt like. Being total peace. You're walking around without a a stitch of clothes on. You don't even realize you're not having any clothes on. Right. And now all of a sudden, wonder what the temperature was in the garden. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Sorry, everybody. Wonder what the temperature was in the garden. Wonder what the temperature was to walk around with no clothes on. Right. Think it was like 80, 85, perfect, 77.3. Like no humidity, I don't know. a little bit of humidity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm going to tell you, it's not what we're experiencing today. I can almost promise you that. Adam and Eve aren't hoofing it through like right? five inches of snow. Exactly. Like that. So, I mean, so yeah, I mean, you wonder what that was. So, yep. but anyway, now they've opened themselves up. Yep. And when and, we see this interaction between, you know, them and God, it says in Genesis 3, 8, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. And it says, you know, they were afraid. Well, had they heard God walking in the garden before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Satan was right. You know, their eyes were open. They did know good from evil. They knew that they had That's committed the twisting sin. of his word. Mm-hmm. That's the twisting that he does. And, and, and so it's like, you know, why were they afraid? This isn't, you know, uncommon. God had walked with them, and we see that as we read on. So the fear of that, which is, which what they're experiencing is kind of a spiritual alienation. They're, they're, they've, they have driven a wedge between them and God. Now there's no peace between them. Right. And they're the ones that did it. Right. God never changed. They, they did. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Genesis 3, 9 through 12, God called to the man, well, where are you? I heard you walking in the garden. He said, so I hid, and I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked, God said. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I've commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me and gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Blame the woman. Yeah. It's like, Adam, you big wimp. Right. (laughs) Blame the woman. 
<laughs> and there are many Bible scholars that believe that Adam was right there, yeah. you know, by her side anyways. Like watching the whole interaction. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, well, take a little snippet here. That's what we talked about Wednesday night in um, the Kingdom, Kingdom Man, Man with Tony Evans. He used a portion of the story and he actually said, believes Adam standing right there with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And Adam did nothing spiritually as the man to stop this because I didn't bring this up yesterday, but it actually says that Adam was to protect and guard the garden. And he did not do that. Right. He allowed Satan to do it. So he, and so Tony Evans aligned that with men today with their houses and their, and their families that you are to protect and spiritually lead your family. Adam left that open and a lot of guys do that too. Right. So when you leave that open, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna cause yourself, um, to fail. So with that movement right there with Adam, guess what happened? Marriage problems came yep. into all the things you see, crime, yep. war, murder, homosexuality, abortion, whatever mm-hmm. is laid in there. And then God says to Adam in Genesis three seventeen through 19, since you listened to your wife and you ate of the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, through, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. This is harsh. I think this is harsh. For you were made from dust, and dust you will return. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. I wouldn't want that speech from God. No. Ultimately, we did get that speech from God because pretty much, yeah. we pretty much are suffering the same consequences. Exactly. Um, and then Genesis 3.24, after sending them out, the Lord God stationed a mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden. He placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Yep. I wonder what that looked like. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that myself. What if like yeah. Hans Zimmer music was playing and right? You know, you see that <laughs> the cherubim set there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but then you um, number th- number three was the restoration of peace. Yeah, and this is where you know we've talked about it many times before. Adam and Eve didn't do anything to restore peace. Nope, God does. Yep. Um, and so you have two hints of a peace plan. Number one is God cursed Satan. Genesis three fourteen through 15, he says, God says, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly. I wonder what the snake looked like prior to. I've thought about that as well. Do you have legs? It, Did he walk upright? It, I don't know, because now his, one of, you know, he's being cursed and saying, you will walk, you will crawl on your belly. I think he probably had legs of some sort. That's what I'm guessing. He had legs or, I, I don't know. I'd like to see, but I bet there's a picture somewhere. Right. I mean, not a legitimate, but somebody, right. Just, yeah, 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 exactly. A depiction. It says, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And right here, you know, you have to realize that the Bible in its entirety, Genesis through Revelation, it all points to one person. And that's Jesus. And this is the amazing thing of God. Mm-hmm. Love God it. is amazing. Yep. And so when he says that, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman, you know, he's talking about her offspring, which would eventually be right. Jesus, and uh, between your offspring and her offspring, he will strike your hit, head, and you will strike his heel. Exactly. And and so, you know, you, you said yesterday, Satan strikes the heel of Jesus— when he is crucified on the cross. Yeah, when he wounds him on the cross. But Jesus crushes his head when he resurrects exactly. from the dead. And the fact is that Satan's a loser. Yeah. 
He literally is a loser. You had everybody laughing when you said that yesterday. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, no wonder I'm not feeling good today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I, uh, but you gotta realize that Jesus is already, we've already won the battle. And, 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 and I, and I believe this 100%. We give Satan way too much credit. Right. We give oh, him, absolutely. We almost give him so much credit. We give him more power than God. For sure. And that's the tragic part of this because he has, like, I, I wouldn't even be able to be, uh, give you on a number scale if, like, whatever the highest number you can think of mm-hmm. is God and Satan is like a one. Right. That's it. Yep. I mean, if you can look at it like that, there's, that's no competition. Right. It's like, um, you know, it's like, um, you know, the Atlanta Braves playing a T-ball uh, going to a t-ball game and playing with a bunch of three-year-olds that's what it's like with god and satan right that's right. what it's like exactly there's no competition there's none yep. i mean if god can speak into the existence lakes and oceans and lands he could speak satan out of existence right now yep i mean it's come on man yep put it into perspective put it Absolutely. into perspective and then we have god's dress code Yep, Genesis 3.21, the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. And, and I love um, Bob Russell's thought on this. It's really good. It's a very good quote. Bob Russell says, <laughs> God was demonstrating through this verse that man's sins could not be covered without the shedding of blood. Again, here we go, pointing toward mm-hmm. what Jesus would eventually do on the cross. Exactly. He said, this is a symbol that one day Jesus would come and shed his blood and that blood would cover our sins. Yep. That's a good quote. Yep, absolutely. Second Corinthians five eighteen and 19, which he, right on the heels of this, all this is a gift to God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task, I love this, of reconciling people mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Reconciliation and reconciling is used in that verse like three or four times. Right. Right. What do you think? What do you, what do you, what do you think God's trying to do here? Exactly. And then Romans five verses one and two. I love Romans. Yep. Me too. I need to do a sermon series on Romans. It's a really good book. Since we have been made right in God's Mm. sight by faith, we have what? Peace Peace. with God. Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved Mm. privilege where we now uh, stand. We confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory. Yep. It's the peace with God. Yes. And the whole, the, the truth of the matter is, the only way you can find peace with God is if you allow the Holy Spirit of God to direct you. Yep. But how are you going to find that? Mm-hmm. You're going to find that through the entire Word of God. Yes. And you've already mentioned from Genesis to Revelation, mm-hmm. that's the entire counsel of God. He's got to be able to tell me what to do and how to live. Right. I don't even have to understand it. I just have to trust you him. You have to be obedient. Obedient yeah. and be faithful to yeah. him, even when I don't understand. The problem yeah. with today's world is we have to know all the details. Mm-hmm. You know what? No, you don't. No. Nope. No, you don't. Just have to trust. Um, James one twenty two gets back to what? <laughs> Here we are. Here we go back. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Yep. And it's know God's word. Yep. And do God's word. Yep. And so the question was, what is robbing you of your peace? Mm-hmm. What's robbing of your peace? And that's a great question, and and, and a great way to <laughs> to finish it out. You know, and I, I as we stepped up and. Um, 
led out the very last songs we sang, we sang um, a verse and a double chorus of It Is Well With My Soul um, into Hymn of Heaven. And and I asked the question before that. I said, you know, I'm going to – I love that question that you asked. You know, what's robbing you of your peace today? Right. I said, and so I'm going to ask a question as well. Is it well with your soul? You know, and, and if you have peace with God, you're going to be able to say, yes, it is well with my soul. And right. I love the – the account of where Horatio Spafford wrote that song from, you know, it wasn't a, you know, he wasn't going through a great time in his life, mm-hmm. but he was e- uh, able to still say, you know, when peace like a river attendeth right. my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, whatever happens to me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm able to say it as well with my soul. And so for us, are we able to say it as well mm-hmm. with our soul? Horatio, that's a good name. Horatio. It's like Lefty Frizzell. That's, that's a good right. name. That's what we should, we should name Christian Horatio. Horatio Chenault. Go for it. Too late. <laughs> but I agree with you, though. And um, what what what's stealing that? What's robbing right. from you? Yep. Is it is it you? Is it your world? Is it your thought pattern? Is it your guilt? Your shame? Is it your you know, you're listening to the news too mm-hmm. much? Well, I mean, I don't know what's robbing you of peace. But if you're not peaceful, something's robbing yep. you. So you got to figure out what what that is. And I know I, I can promise you at the root of whatever that is is Satan, because oh, Satan 100%. knows he he knows you know for you. How to rob you of your peace? For me, he knows how to rob me. For everyone listening, it's going to be a little bit different. Three to five inches does pretty much. Three to five inches. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. uh, got got Craig moving a little bit. Now we're going to add another snowstorm on Wednesday. Exactly. He just got over this, so let's give him something. Right. Else, right. Yeah. Wow. wow. Exactly. I love Philippians chapter four. You mentioned. Oh, man. You alluded to this earlier. Verses six and seven. Don't worry about anything. anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience what? God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Mm. And that's one of those verses, man. Yep. Don't let it go one ear out the other because it is so good. Yes. But, yeah, so... Number three down, number four coming up on patience, patience. this week. So um, okay. I'm uh, looking forward to that, and hopefully we'll have a good crowd and come in and worship. And I've uh, got a couple things coming up here at church. We won't belabor this long, but got the women's event, Say Cheese, taking place on January 28th at 5 p.m. Uh, if you need more information or you'd like to reserve a spot, richwood.church forward slash women. And the next Sunday, you know what that is, don't you? Baby, Baby dedication. Yep. <laughs> so that'll be fun. If you have any questions, uh, you can uh, contact Sarah Smith at childrensministryrcc at gmail.com. Um, aging Parents class starting this Sunday, January 29th, 4 to 530. Uh, you can sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign, sign up. up. Women at the well. Are you going? I don't know. what I'm not going. Okay, just checking. Um, is a night of praise and worship on Friday, February the 10th, 6.30 p.m. Again, you can register at richwood.church forward slash um, women. And uh, remember that Children's Ministry Department is looking for some help in the Wonderful Works class. So if you are interested in doing that, you can contact Anita Brads or Sarah Smith. Um, again, Children's Ministry, rcc at gmail.com will get you the information that you need. So as far as I know, that's about it coming up right now. And we got a, a couple other things going on, but yep, I think we're good. So, my exciting news. Okay, here we go. Back to the. Back oh, to you're going to be a dad again. Not that exciting. Yes, no, no, that not would be wonderful. No, it wouldn't. 
Yeah, it would be, be better if you guys didn't us, but... Well, that, I'll give you that. Yeah, oh, man. But... It's like Abraham and Sarah at that point. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so, uh, got a email from Podbean, which is where we host our podcast, Grounded with Brandon and Craig. It says, uh, hi there. On behalf of the entire Podbean team, we want to congratulate you on reaching 10,000 downloads of your podcast, Grounded with Brandon and Craig. So... Thank you to everyone listening. Wow. You've got us to 10,000 downloads. This is officially episode 85 that we're on right now. So we're plugging away, and um, hopefully this is a joy to you. We are going to have these conversations whether we're sitting across from microphones or not. So we figured we might as well throw microphones in front of our faces, and today we threw waffles in front of our face. Today we threw waffles, yeah. Yeah. So... um, it's, uh, well, that's crazy. 10,000. 10,000. That's really good. Congratulations to you. Thanks. You as well. Well, I didn't really do anything. I just show up. So. You just show up. You do all the work. It is what it is. I mean, you made the waffles. I did do that. You did the bacon. You had the mic set up. You moved the computer part, part in. I, I just showed up, bro. Right. I ate waffles and showed up. So. And anyway. that's, that's all you need to do. And I talked about the weather. That can get annoying, but. <laughs> <laughs> See, Craig and I are so different too, though. I mean, if you haven't figured it out, and I'm sure you have, like, I love winter. But, but I love every season for what it is. Like, aren't you special? I'm, I'm so special. <laughs> but yeah, like, come springtime, I'll be done with winter and I'll be ready for spring. I do remember last year at one point, you were like, okay, when this last, last snow year, hit you, oh, I'm, I'm done with I'm snow. Done. And I went, dude, I was done three months ago. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get to a certain point. It's like, okay, snow's awesome. I love it. We can play in it, all this stuff. And then it's like, okay, I'm done now. Ne- next spring. See, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a weird, I'm kind of weird when it comes to the weather. I don't like cold. I don't like hot. I don't like humid. And so if, uh, I know this sounds really weird, but if I could have the temperatures sunny, no wind, um, between 55 and 65 every day, that, right. that'd be fine for me. Even the high 40s, right. I can live with. Um, I just don't like, I just don't like you the don't, winter. don't like the winter? No. It happens, you know. I love the winter. I know you do. But. So anyway, thank you guys for the for the ten thousand downloads. Thank uh, whoever, you. wherever you are, and whatever, whenever you're listening. On Thanks this. again to Jason for the the maple syrup 100%. because now I'm ready for a nap after eating. Or do you have that more waffle, waffle batter? Down oh, there? we've got batter. Yeah, we can maybe, make more. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. But I don't. Yeah, I could. I'm very. Do that. Okay, can I tell you, say this? I'm very peaceful right now. Yeah. Not much is going to rock my world right now. Until you go outside. Until, in until I go outside and my, yeah, and I slip or fall. Yeah, I'll be like, ah. Exactly. But yeah, thank you guys for the 10,000 downloads. Thank you, Jason, for the uh, two bottles of syrup. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a, something that sounds like a, a Jesus story. 10,000 downloads and two bottles of syrup. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. You know, five loaves. We have stuff. nothing to feed them with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have 10,000 downloads and two <laughs> bottles of syrup. What kind of waffles could Jesus make? Oh, yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, like literally. Just and what imagine. kind of, and what kind of syrup could he whip up? Right? Just imagine if the Israelites had waffles from heaven instead of manna. They would have, it would have taken them 80 years because they'd have been so like, oh yeah, well, uh, like we I don't want to go anywhere. Feet up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for listening today and thank you, uh, for those of you who showed up at church yesterday mm-hmm. in the middle yep. of that snow dump. 
and um, hope we don't get another snow dump this Sunday, and hope to see all you back uh, at church as we talk about patience. patience. We're taking another bite mm. of the fruit, and patience is the next bite. So. Yep. All right. Well, you all have a great week. Stay safe, and uh, Craig, have a great rest of your day. Ah, uh, you too. Thanks. Thanks.